Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL and NWHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, boys, to start off today's podcast, we're going to talk about the NWHL bubble being popped. Yeah, um... You know, at first we I had to look into it and see what was going on, right? I asked you guys for clarification because it didn't make any sense, right? And um, from what it looks like, the bubble was popped up, you know, because it's not a true bubble. Is that is that a fair assessment? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. I don't think they actually have a contained system like the NHL did. Yeah, okay. I mean, they they it's kind of just more of a all the teams are in one place playing in one rink so they can control that way. But as far as what I was reading into, there's no one actual bubble. Um, they're just in Lake Placid. And I mean, they can kind of move out and move in as they want. Yeah, that's, it's amazing though, is that, you know, so I, what I don't understand is, you know, after, you know, the NHL, I think sort of set the precedence for this, right. You know, where, they had zero cases, you know, where guys were playing. What what did the whole playoff thing? Was it the whole three months is what I think it came down to, right? Yeah, it was, a, what, early August. Honestly, they got there, like, early July or late July, right? Late yeah. July until when was the cup raised? Man, it seems like it seems like forever ago because of this yeah. pandemic dragging on, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a never-ending yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. I think somebody equated this one to uh, like, like the COVID. You know, they said talking about COVID ending is like talking about the Leafs winning the next cup. It just doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so they were there for that amount of time. And I just don't understand why you can't model yourselves after after the NHL. Right. This is a two week tournament. So um, but, but I think of, if we're talking if we're talking about the NHL and the WNH, the NWHL, sorry. Uh, we got to think, think about resources, right? And like, you know, the sponsorship, the money put in. Um, you look at everything that came out of the NHL. You see these guys getting like Nike packages. Uh, you see guys getting, you know, all these these foods delivered to them, like, you know, like snacks or whatever from all these companies that are completely free. You know, they have chefs that are making their food. With the uh, NW, they didn't have that. They don't have those resources. So, you know, like we were saying, like if you know one of the players wants to have a salad for dinner, well, they're going to the grocery store. They're going to the restaurant. They have to do it themselves. Uh, and they're paying for it out of their own pocket. So it's hard to have a bubble when, you know, the league isn't financially set to be able to just give these players everything they need. You know, like, yeah, it is only two weeks and, you know, you could kind of prepare for it. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of putting us in a two-week bubble and kind of telling us you're limited to what you're doing. Yeah, you get to go play hockey. But after that, you're like basically in this jail without, you know, your food or whatever. I, I kind of see why they weren't able to do a true bubble. Well, this is where I think maybe the NWHL uh, could have explored other options because if, if they can't really restrict where the players go and, and to keep them safe, because at the end of the day, you're not just keeping them safe, you're keeping the staff running that safe, you're keeping the residents of Lake Placid safe, yeah, exactly. and you're keeping the families of Lake Placid as well as the families of these players when they go home safe. So I think they could have they could have done a little bit better logistical job at figuring this out, even including sponsoring a player. What what if they did something along the lines of like, okay, you get to sponsor Carly Jackson. 
Dude, if they had sponsor player, you get to sponsor her meals through the two-week tournament, and out of that, you get a jersey. So it's like, okay, so I can pump this much money into the player. I get a signed jersey out of it, but I've you know helped this player out during this time frame, so they're not pulling out of their own money. They could have done something along those lines. I think there's enough of a fan base at the NWHL. It isn't huge, but there's enough of a fan base at the NWHL where people could have jumped on. You know, a couple people want to sponsor Carly. A couple people want to sponsor Patinga. A couple people want to sponsor Chuli. I, I think it could have gone along those lines, and I just think that they need to hire someone like me to help out because I love that sort of stuff. Well, <laughs> but the other, the other I wanted to get into the NWHL since it started. All right. Come yeah, on. but look, but look at it this way though, right? Lake Placid is their is their destiny. NHL's destination for an outdoor game, so it doesn't look good that the NWHL within what a week of playing has a COVID case, right? Yeah, and so the I, Metropolitan Riveters completely pulled out. They're yeah, gone. yeah, and oh, that's yeah. and that's what I mean is so for the NHL they should have been more invested in this. To make sure it, it, it was seamless, right? That's just my opinion on it. But the All thing they- is with the NHL, and I mean, I'm a huge fan of the NHL. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I mean, you know, dream job obviously is to coach in the NHL one day. But the NHL is all about their money. So I mean, to me, is like it's like we've talked about before. I mean, yeah, the NHL's you know given a bit of money, but it's like, hey, you know, or a rookie in our league with a or even a vet minimum is more than what we're going to give you. So I mean, they're mm-hmm. making a ton of money. And I mean, yeah, they could absolutely give these people, give this this league some money and help them grow, but I just don't think they're in it. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like so you're looking at like the NWHL can't even get uh, uh, not even a quarter of a league minimum one season salary of the NHL out of the NHL. Yet there's NHL teams out there, and you know I've wanted to not talk about this, but we're talking about COVID. There's NHL teams out there. Give the money back. Give the money back to the government. There's NHL teams out there that have taken millions of dollars of COVID loans out during COVID for arena updates and other things because there's COVID loans. There's businesses that can't get 23000 and teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins are getting a couple million out of the U.S. government in COVID loans. And yeah, while well, well, local restaurants and mom-and-pop shops are all closing. Are all closing up. Yeah. You know? It's it's disgusting. It's honestly, I love the National Hockey League, but COVID has highlighted a lot of factors about the elite. That's all I'm gonna say. We're seeing a lot. We're seeing a lot of the ugly side of the NHL during this. Yeah, and not just the NHL. This is the NBA, the yeah, NFL. There's a lot of there's a lot of professional teams out there. I think they said 125. My number could be wrong there. 125 professional sports franchises in the U.S. took COVID loans. 125. I don't know if the Buffalo Sabres did, but if they did, give it back. Your owners are worth $5 billion. Well, they the, don't need $1 million, $2 million out of the taxpayer because that's what's happening. U.S. government funds are taxpayer dollars. Give the give the money back. Well, the other thing, just so you guys are you know aware of, too, it's, it's not just the ugly side of sports, and you're talking about the elite. You know, there was Disney and then it was, um, oh, what Warren Buffett, his charity. You're talking about multi-billion billionaires, right? They've got that a are ton getting of money. the money. They're all they're, getting they're, the money. They're getting the money. The for companies, the Main Street companies can't even open. And yeah. if they can't open, they can't even get, get – like literally there was this article in Washington, D.C. about, I don't know, this woman who owns a bakery. And she has a couple employees. And she applied for the loan out of the U.S. government during COVID. 
it was 23. She was looking for $23,000 just to keep her business open. She got denied, but you had massive companies, massive chains, and I won't say those chains. They took millions. And, of course, some of the outcries, some of these organizations gave the money back, but a lot of them didn't. Yeah, yeah and then you got a league like the NWHL was trying to promote women's hockey, um, basically left out to dry, and then this is what happens. Yeah. With the athletes paying for their own food. It's like athletes I, taking time off or working from Lake Placid. I mean, there's a story, I forget, and I wish I would have caught her name, and I feel bad for not catching it. They're is saying it the Zoom that, meeting? Yeah, she had a Zoom meeting at 4.45 and then practice at 5? No, no, so there's, there's someone who's a who's a teacher, and she's teaching her class during the day, going to practice, and then coming back, teaching her class, and then going to games. Like, she wasn't able to take the time off, so she's virtually learning, virtually teaching from the quote-unquote bubble because she wasn't able to get the time off because, you know, she, she's a teacher. I mean, and then you got all these other women who couldn't even make it because, you know, they're police officers or, you know, whatever they happen to be because they can't take the time off. It's like, how can we be giving places like these huge companies, these huge teams? I mean, um, I'm, I'm an auto centers fan. Everyone knows that. I mean, I think Eugene Mel looks super greedy. I can guarantee you he's got money that came from the government somewhere. And, you know, they're giving money to people like this who have an awful track record with money, yet they can't support this league to try to help it get off the ground. And, I mean, to me, it's just kind of disgusting. It is, and I, I have to agree with you because, I'm, again, I'm, I'm a big NHL fan. But I worked within Pagula Sports and Entertainment, and I'm just going to leave it at that, but I didn't want to work for them very long after three months. Now, I wasn't working with the Buffalo Sabres, now, but, but I worked with the Buffalo Sabres. I wasn't directly in the Buffalo Sabres organization. I was a different part of PSC. But I interacted with the Buffalo Sabres, the actual players themselves, periodically at that point, Coach uh, Coach Howarchuk. Um, Housley, sorry, Howarchuk, that'd be cool. Um, but no, I were, you know, I got to interact with them a little bit, not a lot, but working that organization and learning things that I know now, I'm like, <sighs> I, I think you make billions for a reason. And that's usually... I'm probably just going to leave that there. But I, I agree with you. It's disgusting with the way the NHL has not supported the NWHL. And this is where something, again, I, I got my I got my sports management degree. I would love to jump into an organization like the NWHL and really try to drive um, sponsorship that pumps into the league, pumps into the teams, and allows the players to – they're not going to get NHL level money for de- I don't think it's going to happen for decades, but they could have living wages that doesn't force them to choose between their day job and the NWHL. If you get the right sponsorships on board and you get the right, I think, I just think there's a lot of different ways you can make that happen. And I'd love to be in the faces of certain companies and just being like, Hey, this is why you need support women's hockey. I just think it would be, I'm 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 making a job pitch on this podcast, NWHL. <laughs> I would love to figure we, out a way we, we, to we, build we, this we, league we could, up and to build up. We couldn't Red, tell. Resume available. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm also on LinkedIn. You guys should have my access to my. You know. Anyway, but just, please hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I actually applied for a job in the. I applied for a job in the NWHL uh, last year. Uh, they didn't even call me back. So, so Chris, I, what I want to find out though is, do you have like advertising, you know, tattooed all over your body, like a European hockey jersey? Just asking. <laughs> uh, I I do not. 
I can get those sponsorships on NWHL jerseys if they give me a shot. Um, <laughs> you, you just need to fly a plane with the, like, the, the banner behind it above the bubble all day. You'll be good. You'll, they'll have to call I'm you friends with point. a lot of pilots. I'm not one myself. I've flown, but I'm not a pilot. I can get it. You know, whether they're uh, airline pilots or fighter pilots, I've got friends everywhere. So Hey, listen, you fly a jet over the bubble, it's even cooler, and then you can get them to write in the sky, you know, your number or whatever. I'm just... Just saying, if you pull that You know what, off, even I better? Mean, I can get a female fighter pilot to do it. Ooh. How about that? How sick would that be? The first ever flyover in an NWH game would be a female fighter pilot. There you go. Look at this. That would be... Ash, yeah, at be awesome. NWHL, please call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can make these things happen. Honestly, I'd love to build up this league, and we got nothing but time. It's COVID. And uh, I have nothing but time because I'm also otherwise unoccupied. Also, if any other people are listening, please, you know, reach out to Chris. He is looking for a job. <laughs> yes. And also, if there's any companies listening, you can reach out to me. But you can also reach out to the NWHL if you want to sponsor these players, because I think that's a critical part with getting them to a living wage where you can increase the number of games. You can increase the attention to the league. We, we can get more pod, you know, not podcasts, more broadcasts that aren't on Twitch. No offense to Twitch. It's great platform. And I've loved watching the NWHL games on Twitch. But let's get this on national television. Let's get these games on national television. Or at least big big uh, companies like Hulu or Fubo or ESPN Plus or something along those lines. Because streaming's the new way of the future. So why not let the NHL drive the new way of the future and maybe beat the NHL at not blacking out every other game, you know? And uh, today's podcast will be called Chris's Resume, NWHL. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, there were some games played, and here are the quick scores. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got I've, I've got my stuff. I've, I've like I said, I've been a big supporter of uh no, I, I was gonna say I've been a big supporter of women in hockey and women's hockey, you know, since I was a kid. Cause I, I mean, all I think me, me, or at least Steve, you and I, uh, Sebastian's a, a little bit younger, a lot younger probably. Um, but you and I actually grew up actually being able to see men in Rayome play in an NHL, you know, preseason game, and yep. I thought. I maybe was like 12, 13 years old. I thought that was going to be the way future. I'm like, no, women are going to be in the National Hockey League. Look at Man and Rayom. Um, and I would say the best player you've had since that would have had a shot was Shannon Sabatos. But beyond that... Well, Wick, it, remember Wickenheiser, though. Cracked the European. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't forget Wickenheiser, man. No, she no, no. Did... I'm not gonna... Isn't she been hired by Chicago now? She's working uh, for the Blackhawks, I think. It, no, I, she was I, Toronto. She, she's working for Toronto, right? Yeah, but she was also. I don't. I think she was going for her law degree, if I was not mistaken. Um, but I'll have to look back up on that. But she's an impressive human being, you know. Let alone with her hockey career for uh, Team Canada, and then you know being the first woman to play in a, a you know in on a you know in a in a full season, right? She cracked a lineup, so you know, great, great for her. Um, I think the NHL players could step up too. Like you got guys like no, no kid. Iofalo, I'm calling on Iofalo, your sister, you know, the better player of the family. I'm just going to put it out there. She's the better Kessel. Player. She played for the Buffalo. Yeah, and and the Kessels, exactly. Yeah. Why are, why are Kessel and Iofalo and guys like this, um, eventually Mateau, right? Uh, yeah. you know, why aren't these guys, I'm calling out specifically Kessel and, and Iofalo because, they're excellent players, and they've got sisters who play women's hockey. Why aren't they stepping up to try to do something about supporting women's hockey, especially Kessel with that bloated contract of his? Yeah, the Leafs could practically just pay you know the women's hockey that portion 
that <laughs> they've been hanging on to for what six years now, right? But yeah, imagine if you just had one of those penalty contracts. It's like, oh, we have to keep paying player X, you know, five million over the next three years because of a buyout. Like, imagine that being pumped into the National Women's Hockey League. Shoot, man, I'd be in some players' faces too. I'd. I wouldn't be in players' faces for signing, uh, like, signatures. I'd be like, oh, here's a signature, this contract right here about how you're going to sponsor the National Women's Hockey League and help us out. You know, I'm tenacious. Go ahead. Listen, I don't want to make you guys feel old, though, but uh, when Menno played in her preseason game, I was two years old. <laughs> He's he, he he was still. Oh grabbing. no! Look, we lost Sebastian. Oh god! <laughs> he, he was still he was still pooping in his diapers, man. Well, me and you were we, we were in. Uh... <laughs> Who says I wasn't pooping in my diaper? I was 13, right? <laughs> Dude, you're you're gonna look like you're 20 and you're gonna be 80 years old and you're gonna be crapping yourself and people are gonna say you're too young to do that. I'm like, dude, it's like 220 years old. <laughs> Dude, the amount of times I've been called out because, like I said, I've been carded about everywhere. But then even when I got into the uh, the men's league here in Utah before I tore my ACL, uh, they're like, oh, you can't be in this league, kid. It's like, I'm probably older than you are. And I was. I was older than those guys. And I'm like, shut up. You know, but I just look young. And, you know, that just makes me, you know, sexy and desirable. So. <laughs> All right. Talk, sexy about- talk about sexy and desirable. Why don't we talk about some of these scores? Yeah, uh, let's, that's what I was going to say. So, sexy desirable <laughs> scores here. First of all, that minute. So, let's move on to Tuesday. We got Minnesota versus Metropolitan. What uh, a game. Dude, goalie clinic. I love these games. Your average fan doesn't like these games, but seeing Le- Shelley and Lavier just shut like Shelley. What a bunch of saves that, honestly, mouth dropping on the floor style saves. Like Shelley would. And, Shelley, and both of them, both of them were just putting on a clinic. Um, and. <laughs> This is going to be a spoiler, but the way that one of the teams lost this game was all about just terrible penalties, and I feel penalties. so bad for the no. goalies. I was going to so say bad. that this, the goalie that lost, and we're going to say that right now, it was a five-on-three, five-on-three at the end of the game. And with ten and a half seconds to go, Mac buries it past Shelley, and Shelley's body language was how I feel basically the whole time I've been in COVID. It's just... <laughs> You know what the worst like, part of that is? It's their assistant captain, I believe, and their captain who took two stupid penalties to put them in that situation. Like, your leaders on that team, smarten up. Don't be so lazy. Move your feet. Don't get calls. Just bad timing. Yeah. And and unfortunately, I mean, that'll be the last game of the season for Metropolitan as they uh, had a tap out of the bubble. But it was a goalie clinic. Levier got a shutout. So, woohoo, fantasy yeah, I'll team. Yeah, that one, too. Yeah, both both of us had her. So hopefully that's worth a lot of points. And I would like to, I'd be actually curious to see how this affects like Metropolitan pulling out because I had a bunch of players on Metropolitan. Yeah, I had one of the, I had Janiga or not Janiga. Um, yeah, I had Janiga from Metropolitan. I had Tinker, uh, the defenseman. I had, um, I had Russo, the forward, and who else? I know I had one more Metropolitan. Oh, I was like Kate Leary as well, who I lost. So yeah, I'm down two players. Yeah, I'm I'm at least down two. I'm gonna look here because I'm I'm convinced I had a third player on Metropolitan here. I'm gonna look at my team in a second, but yeah, I got Rebecca Russo. I have Saroya Tinker. Yeah, okay, those were my only. Okay, I'm not an idiot. I do have only two players on Metropolitan. I thought I had three, but um, so yeah, I had Tinker and Russo, and it's disappointing. Um, Russo is doing real well there, and I'm not sure if I got any points from Tinker. I don't know if she had any assists or how they're doing the scoring for the league, but. It's going to be interesting to see how Mike Murphy handles that. I'm assuming people just 
lose out on those players. I can't imagine he'd play that big of an adjustment. That'd probably be a ton of work. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, you can just pick the hot hand if you really wanted to, right? So I think at this point, it's kind of, you know, it's the way of the COVID. Yeah, team tapped out if you had a bunch of Metropolitan players, because you can only pick a max of four per team. Was uh, it four or three? It might have been three. I thought it was four. Oh, yeah, I think it was four. You're allowed a maximum of four players per team. Uh, so for anybody to pick four Metropolitan players, bye. But you know, but I was disappointed because I liked actually seeing Tinker and Russo play. Uh, I, I yeah, I was I was heavily invested. But uh, yeah, so that's how that game ended. Let's move on then to uh, Toronto Boston. So you know Boston had a power play goal right out the gate with Patinga. Did you see Chuli get run over and then yeah. still make the save? Yeah. But. That's my player. So my players, they were crushing it this uh, on Tuesday. But Chuli got absolutely smashed and then still managed to sprawl across the net and make the save. So, man, I'm really happy with my goaltender picks. I'm not going to lie. They uh, they really have impressed. I mean, I knew LeVier would impress me. I, I didn't know a ton about Chuli before I drafted her, but I did my research, and I'm like, nope, she's the other goalie I want. And, yeah, so that's kind of how the first period and the second period – a nice penalty shot for Brianne Wilson Bennett. Uh, she didn't make it, but uh, I thought it was, I'd love seeing a good penalty shot. Uh, yeah, again, she, but, she had a great steal to set that up too. I mean, she forced the defenseman to take her down off a a good pick off of a pass. So I mean, I mean that was well earned. And yeah, I mean as a play, as as a player, I think I would like to see a goal on that one. But uh, yeah. yeah, they shut the door. Yeah, this is again another goalie clinic. This game between Chulene Slander and Slander, I believe, is Steve's goalie. So it was Steve versus me on this one in terms of the net. You know, my, I think it, I, I'll spoiler my, my goalie best at his, but I mean, Salander's a sick dude. Some of the saves she was making unreal. Like again, just another fantastic goalie clinic as a goalie. These, these first two games were just, I was salivating. It was just six save after six save. And then uh, moving into the third period, uh, he had a goal by Boquist. And then about a minute later, there was another goal, and I actually have no idea who scored that goal. Do you have who scored that that goal at the Boquist? I don't have that in my notes, but I can definitely look it up very quickly. Yeah, because I could, I just did not catch your name. And massive game in NWHL history for the Toronto Six, as this is their first win uh, for the franchise in its history. So congratulations, Toronto Six! It took three games, but you got it. Yeah, that, I mean, you could. Uh, I watched the highlights. You could see the girls were fired up after that when they were dancing in their makeshift locker room that they have there, which seemed to look like to be a, uh, it looked like a, a hallway. But I mean, they were fired up, and I mean, good for them. Get get that first win. Uh, I mean, I mean, you can't can't help but be happy with them. No, it was it was an excellent win for them, and they carried that momentum right into Wednesday as they faced Buffalo. Uh, for this one, you had Jackson in that for Buffalo, and was it uh, Hanson? I think. In net for Boston, uh, not Hanson, Toronto. Was Chuli back in net for Toronto? I think I she know. was, right? I believe so, yes. I think they went yeah. back to back with her. But yeah, so Boquist again for Toronto scores about four and a half minutes into the game. And then McDougal scores back to back goals for Buffalo to give Buffalo the two to one lead. And I was stoked. I'm like, here we go. Finally, we're going to get a win. Wait, to confirm, but, Chuli was in nets. Okay, she was. Perfect. But then you move into the second. Woods scores for Toronto, ties the game, uh, and she scored right out of the box. I think she left the box, went up there, and scored. Yes. So really great goal by by Woods. And then Megan Quinn makes it three to two on a power play goal for Toronto. And this is again Buffalo power play problems or uh, penalty problems. 
they just Carly Jackson's just being lit up and Buffalo's gotta find a way to keep putting themselves out of the net. They're not at the end of the day, this team is not going to make it to the playoffs. You know, Metropolitan will have played less games and have got more wins than Buffalo, and that's a sad reality for me as a Buttes fan. But uh, I stand by my team. I've got the jersey. I love my team, and uh, maybe next year because it's not happening this year. No, and it's sad to see because, honestly, I think over three games, Carla Jackson's over 100 saves and doesn't have a single win. <laughs> uh, it's just, I mean, for I just feel awful for her. Her team really needs to step up. I mean, she had 45 saves and another loss. Um, it's just it's just disheartening. It is, and I'm I'm just hoping we can keep her for next year. Truthfully, she doesn't take on a Canadian team or something. Bye-bye. Regardless, I, I I'm hoping Jackson stays with Buffalo next year. And honestly, it was a fluke. Weirdly enough, uh, is the one that got the empty net goal, and it looked kind of a fluke of a goal. <laughs> it, was just, it was an empty netter, and she wrapped around, and it didn't initially count it. And anyway, uh, Toronto buried Buffalo for their second win, and uh, that's just a quick shout out to. Push out to Power Pigeon, Lindsay Eastwood, first overall pick with another two assists in that game. Yeah, both you and both you and Steve have, have Eastwood. So uh, then we move on to the final game before this now, I wouldn't say lockout, uh, this now uh, bubble burst, uh, Boston, Connecticut. Uh, so you had Ives versus Hanson in net, and then you move right into this one. Bran had a pretty tip. Power Pigeon, I think, Bran. Yeah, was it, was it Putinga that shot it? Yeah, but can go with the shot. And I, yeah. I mean, it looked like a nice set. It looked like a set play. How she kind of this is like, you know submarine back into the play. But yeah, that was that was a beautiful play. Yeah, and I just think it was really well done there. Uh, so Brand uh, tips one past, uh, you know, with a great shot from Tinga, puts one past with just two seconds remaining in the first. And then, did you see that almost just terrible, terrible play by the whale defender right behind the net? Almost banks it off her own goalie. It's just. Or off the bus. I, I, I was watching that. Like, I don't know what she was thinking. Like, what a stupid play. <laughs> like, I agree. I mean, it's one of those ones as a coach and that player comes off comes off the ice. You just look at them, just throw your hands up, shrug your shoulders, and hope to move on and forget about it. Yeah, and thankfully, thankfully Ives was uh, eyeing that down, so it didn't go in. Uh, you move into the second. Howard ties it for the whale, uh, and that's really – you know, for the second, that was really the thing that stood out for me. Nothing much. Yeah, that was kind of a quiet second. Yeah. Uh, and then you wrap it up with the third period. Uh, Caitlin Russ makes a two to one for the whale. And then just under, I think it was just under 14 minutes left. And then a few minutes later, uh, Wolf Wolfiler, you know, put another one past uh, Hansen to make it three to one. And then just with over seven minutes left, Vlasic makes it four to one. And I think the noteworthy thing on Vlasic is she had a point on every one of those goals. She had four points. Anybody have Vlasic on their team? I don't. I do not. And I don't think Steve, do you have Vlasic? No, I don't think I do either. Well, I mean, a four-point night for Vlasic, and, of course, the fourth one being a goal, and a well done. And that that ended Boston's night. Connecticut takes takes the win. And uh, that was uh, was the NWHL on Tuesday and Wednesday. Unfortunately, it's Thursday, January 28th, and there is no hockey as the bubble is burst, but... What do you think of the NWHL and right now the lack of the NHL support as well as other organizations? Chime in on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and what do you think could be done to kind of increase the awareness of the NWHL or maybe what do you think the NHL should be doing to put its money where its mouth is on the hockey is for everyone hashtag they love to promote. So anyway, this is uh, Chris, Steve, and Sebastian. Have a great one, hockey fans. Have a great day. And we'll catch you next time.